Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Elsewhere around North Dakota, Devil's Lake remains fair to good for walleye, although moving around on the lake is still challenging in places. Try deep holes for some nice perch success and work 15 to 25 feet for walleye. East Devil's Lake is producing nice-sized perch, but tracked vehicles are still best to move around with. In addition, Lake Irving remains fair to good for walleye. There aren't reports from Jamestown Reservoir this week, and while Lake Ashtabula has good numbers of anglers out, the bite's slowing a bit. Look for fair success. Out west, the Missouri River tail race was quiet last week because it was difficult to access off of the tail race boat ramp. That situation has improved, and along with the nice weather, there should be more activity on the river. Look for fair walleye bite from Centennial and Stanky Bays on the east end of Lake Sakakawea in 15 to 20 feet. There's some pike spearing activity as well. The midsection of Sakakawea remains quiet for walleye, though. Lake Audubon is hit and miss for walleye with the best success in deeper water. But remember that just as it is in the summer, anglers will want to plan to keep those fish when they're coming up from deep water. Bottom line is they generally won't survive if they're released. The warmer weather is giving wildlife a nice reprieve from winter stress, but please still avoid activity in areas where birds and deer are congregated. We're still a ways away from spring. And speaking of spring, time is running out for North Dakota residents to get their spring turkey applications in. They're due February 15th. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And we're going to chat with Chad Schilling. We've had Chad on quite a few different times, usually talking either walleyes or, or pheasants or something, something outdoors. Chad is the owner of Oahe Wings in Walleyes. How are you doing, Chad? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Doing very, very well. You know, you are honestly living in God's country. A lot of people think that they live in God's country, and a lot of, and that's great. If you think you live in God's country, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, but in my mind, where you live really, truly is because you got so much outdoors. I mean, it's around you twenty four seven, and you are really close 
to what I would consider South Dakota's major walleye factory. Every state has their own walleye factory, as they call them, whether it's Devil's Lake in North Dakota or Sakakawea or Lake of the Woods in Minnesota or Mille Lacs. But you, you guys have Oahe, which really is a walleye factory. And where there's walleyes, uh, there will be people out chasing them in the wintertime. We uh, we are extremely blessed, and uh, during a day goes by, I don't try to find a way to enjoy it. Yeah. So we don't, up here, you know, we live in Fargo, as you know, as most of our listeners know. We don't hear a lot about ice fishing on Oahe, um, but I think there's quite a few people that do it. Isn't that right? It is. It's, uh, you know, it's something that's blown up. I think that is common all over the country, but um, just from our, in our backyard here, 20 years ago when I ran ice fishing groups, I didn't see people ever. <laughs> it was like, there'd be a few guys maybe in the bays or right around the access, but nobody traveled and nobody, you know, ventured out and just really fished like people do nowadays. And, uh, it's, uh, I would guess it had to be, or still is one of the fastest growing parts of the fishing industry is ice fishing is exploded. Well, and you know, think about it years ago when we went ice fishing, uh, most of us only did it when we could drive a truck on the lake. You know, nowadays you can get snowmobiles, four wheelers, you can walk out, you know, there's so much of that going on. Gear is lighter, gear is more portable. So it's really opened up a lot of these areas where people feel comfortable. Why do you think that, that Oahe over the years, you know, cause they've been ice fishing on, on a lot of the smaller lakes for years and years and years and years and years. Uh, but Oahe, I got to believe it's because of maybe running water scares them or water level scares them. But I, I've got to believe that there's good ice there much of the winter. You know, we have this year is an exception, even to the good ice we normally have this year. It's phenomenal. I, I personally have drove from Swan Creek all the way back in the Morro river. Um, and not seeing an active pressure ridge. I mean, that just, this year is not a year to set your standards and build your confidence levels because there are things to always watch for. Right now, it is pretty bulletproof. Um, to, to the exception, they've raised the water here this last, oh, 10 days. Um, we held on for a long time. Now we have a little water around the edges. It's not dangerous except for wrecking a little equipment with these cold temperatures we've seen right now. Um, it's refreezing. And once this weekend gets over, you know, today and tomorrow, I'm looking at back to easy travel everywhere. I seriously haven't put my suburban and four wheel drive in 10 days out there. So, I mean, it, but again, this is a rare year. Normally you got pressure ridges, you got moving water. It's a river system. The points where I'm normally, I will draw a map for anybody that, you know, goes through us or I'll do it for anybody in general, anybody who asks, I'll draw a map to show them the areas to avoid. I fished on one of the worst ones uh, two days ago where half time the geese did all winter and there's 22 inches of ice there this year. So Oof. it's, uh, this is not the year to come out here and, and decide where your boundaries are because it's pretty darn safe and it's, it's amazing access right now. That's a really good thing to hear for those folks who might want to give their hand at, uh, at fishing that body of water. So access is, of course, one piece of the equation. Uh, Chad, what about the bite? How has the bite been out there this winter? How are the, the fish cooperating? You know, last year, I honestly fished Lake Oahe about two times all winter because the, 
the ponds and the local ponds and the public ponds around here were on fire and the bite out there was very, very poor. This year has been, I mean, I'm blown away by the ice fishing we've had. Now it's definitely, it's a roller coaster, but it's not the high peaks and low valleys on the deal. You, uh, you have days where you struggle and about time you think the bite's going to quit. Like I did, the Mobridge has their huge ice fishing tournament here a couple weeks ago. And the bite was incredible leading up to it. Go figure during the tournament, it got a little tougher. <laughs> and then immediately after it, I thought, well, that's it. It's going to be a tough winter. This last 10 days, two weeks was on fire. Okay, um, Chad, I got a question. For people that, most of the people that are thinking about fishing Oahe have probably fished it in the summertime. So the, yep. the, they got ideas, what's successful, what's not. You know, I know a lot of lakes, when you fish them, you know, you, you pick a natural lake, you fish it in the winter, it's, especially this time of winter, um, it's going to be different. Fish are generally going to be in different spots than they are in the summertime. What are people looking for when they get out there on the ice? So it's amazing. The electronics, I used to be, for lack of better words, the man out here, because I knew spots because I spent so much time on them. Now with the electronics, take your graph off your boat, have your contours. Um, I focus mostly on the longer points that extend out towards the channel. You know, I, I like, I love looking at the channel on the system. Like first thing I'll do is if I'm going to an area I haven't fished, which on here doesn't happen a whole lot, but there are times I'll watch where the old river channel goes. And when it bends close to a shoreline, I'll go to that area, pick a point, that runs out adjacent to that deep water and start punching holes. When I start, I usually drill my first holes in that 40 to 45 feet. And I drill up until this last week, we didn't have to go in under 25 feet. Now this last week, half the bites we found are up in 15 to 18 feet. So it, uh, I drill a big long line of holes up onto the point and I let the bites and the, and then sonars forward facing or just the Vexlar tell me what depth to focus on. And as soon as it slows down, go back to moving around. I tell guys, don't go out anchor down in the winter, just like you don't do it in the summer. <laughs> I mean, if you catch fish, you can sit on them for a bit, but they have tails, as my dad always says, and they move. As soon as you're not catching them, go back searching. And uh, thank God, I mean, just what we're talking about, technology, the new uh, cord, or you know, uh, electric drills, it's made it so easy. I used to be in pretty good shape. Now I'm getting to be fat and old and drill twice as many holes. So it's, uh, it's just life's a lot better out there, but stay on the move and you can usually stay on the fish. You know, and I think all the auger manufacturers are looking out for us older guys, us old fat guys, <laughs> because, uh, they're making them lighter as we get older, they make them lighter. So we can still keep doing it year after year after year, which is amazing. So, Chad, if somebody yep. would like to contact you, maybe about a guide trip, maybe about pheasant hunting, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Um, Oahe Wings and Walleyes is our webpage, but just oahewings.com. Um, almost all the information is right there on the web. My, uh, I tend to be out of service, which is exactly where I like to be most of the time. <laughs> My wife, Shonda, is, I mean, the, the lady has done nothing but this kind of industry for 20 years, so... She knows a lot of things, and uh, when people ask questions, they're pretty amazed. She can usually answer almost everything. So, and if she can, she don't blow smoke. She's like, my husband will call you back on this one when I get time. But. As you can hear, Chad is a wealth of knowledge as far as Lake Oahe goes. I don't know if there's anybody any better. 
And he is one heck of a nice guy. Chad, thank you for coming on Gone Outdoors. Thank you, guys. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.